Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Podcast on SB Nation, Gristy Bear Blues Blog. I'm your host, P Shark, with the guys. I'm your shooting guard. I'm still shooting better than Dylan Brooks, even though we get the offseason at this point. <laughs> I'm still shooting. I'm still shooting. I was still shooting. I'm no longer the corner man now. As you can see, the name I'm working on uh, running curls and coming off screens. It's your guy, you on trail. What's good, everybody? <laughs> you sound like Richard Hamilton right there. Hey. <laughs> uh, it's your boy Sheedy Man again collecting all the rebounds. I need at least 14 to 15 mil next season. Sheesh. Jeez. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Your man Tab Shakir, the center. You know what I'm saying? Either we on the inside or out. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hold it down. For sure. How much yep. you trying to get? 15, 14, 15 million a year, too? Man, I'm trying to get at least a good 20 mil, bro. A good center is, is valuable. I need that Shaq money. <laughs> right. 100,000, just a break of room. I feel you. <laughs> All right, man. Remember to follow us on Twitter at starting five, the number five, MEM. Follow Greasy Bear Blues at SBN Greasy's. And listen to the other podcast on the network, the Core Four Podcast, the Three and D Podcast, and GBB Live. But first up, uh, we're going to talk about the NBA, what well, the boycott NBA had conducted this week after the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Took. Yeah, like you just said, that shooting sparked uh, just a bunch of. Uh, it, it sparked a, a thing that it's like you got a whole bunch of players right in a bubble and they're already feeling some kind of way of not being with their families, not being able to do what they're supposed to do in their everyday lives, you know, playing basketball, yet doing something that they love. And then the shooting of another black man has them feeling in a way that. It is like, do we really want to play basketball at this point? And I think that's what the the sit outs, you know, that's what they're calling it. Now we went from sitting in, you know, 50 years ago to sitting out now to make a, a, a point that, you know, black lives matter. They always have. And yet, you know, we can see a video of a kid getting shot and, you know, what I'm saying a couple of days later he survived. But now they got him handcuffed to the to the bed. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely uh, uh, commend the NBA players for using this platform, to using their platform um, to say that Black Lives Matter. But what are y'all thoughts about the boycott? And overall, do y'all think it had an impact seeing how they only lasted, what, a day or two? How, how, what are y'all thoughts about that? I think it... <clears throat> so I guess they came with an agreement with the owners. And by the sound of the talks... It sounded like the owners are complying and are going to do the things that they asked for. I can't remember off the top of the head what the things were. But I know one is the uh, poll locations, uh, the using arenas as the polling locations to vote. That was um, huge. But yeah. I know listening, and I, I really like, out of this whole thing, Jaden Brown has gained a lot of respect from me. Um, I think what he's saying, he still don't believe. He's saying nothing really happened before. The owners were agreed to something, but change hasn't happened. So he's still iffy on it. Um, but I know the other players, you know, a lot of things happen. First, Milwaukee just agreed. Milwaukee just did it, right? They just. I, I think I think it's a lot of pressure now on the owners because the players have shown that they're willing to sit out. You know what I'm saying? Especially during the, during the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine yeah. if this would have happened in the NBA Finals. Yeah, but. I think the fact that they still came back to play, and, and to, uh, to me, I agree I, with you. Until they just officially say that they just left the bubble, I I could see the owners at that point. Oh, we got no choice. But to another dynamic, I understand the players thing because I think Jaden Brown also said he was like, "What y'all gonna do if we do just decide to leave and go to go leave the bubble? What what are the players going to do? Are y'all gonna continue? Are y'all just mm-hmm. gonna chill?" Y'all not going to do it, you know, not going to continue more out, out outside of this. We might as well continue to play on this platform and just continue to speak on it after the end of press conferences and stuff. Um, I actually commend the players for what they did. I think for them to 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 completely just stop what was going on with the playoff schedule. I mean, there were games that were scheduled to play as of the day, even the next day, and even going into Friday. For them to, to have enough guts and um, enough heart and compassion for what happened to Jacob Blake and they, not even only to him, but what's going on in the black community for them to just to put a pause on everything and just to have it stop. I really commend them for that. Sharky, you mentioned um, them setting up uh, the NBA arenas to for as um, as polling sites, but not even there. Even It doesn't even just stop there for them. A lot of the players are actually going to go vote as well, too. They're making sure that their players are are registered to vote. So I believe, I believe like what they did, what, what they did was amazing. I think to be able to say, okay, we're going to stop playing basketball because we're going to stop playing basketball. We're going to call the governor of, of Milwaukee. We're going to call these different people to bring light to what's going on in the black community. I think says a lot. I mean, they also did not get paid for, uh, for missing those games too. So that's, that's, I mean, that's another sacrifice within itself as well too. So I just think I think for what they did for them taking the stand on what they did. I mean TNT, I'm pretty sure lost money. I'm pretty sure ESPN lost money because those are games and viewerships that they didn't get for those necessary games. I think they, I think they sent the message, and then not even the players, but you got to give a shout out to Kenny Smith as well too for mm-hmm. jumping off the, the inside the NBA. Um, the, that that broadcast as well too. I think what they did was absolutely amazing. That's literally what the talk was around the world. Not, not even just in the sports realm, but um, politics and just um, local news as well, too. 
Yeah, and just to kind of piggyback off that, the whole thing that was started by Milwaukee eventually made its way all around the whole sports world and the politics from the MLB, uh, a couple of games being um, postponed, if you will, um, soccer, uh, Naomi Osaka, of course, dropping out of uh, that the current tournament in tennis. Um, I do commend, I commend all the players for uh, – bringing this whole thing to the forefront. And I also applaud them just basically saying if nothing is being done from the owners that we're not going to play again. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was one of the people as well with Sharky and two to say that I would have preferred for them to just leave the bubble and like immediately force the hand of the owners to try to work something out and do something. Um, I do kind of understand where Jalen Brown was coming from as well as to if you're just going to leave and just sit at home, then you might as well, you might as well just keep playing. And um, I do want to commend uh, Dame Litter. Dame Litter, um, of course, he had his injury and had to leave the bubble, of course, before game five last night, which we'll get into uh, later. And just immediately, as soon as he got back to Portland, he's out there in the protest for everything that's going on for Portland. So just want to commend Dame for uh, his continued efforts and everything. And, uh, again, kudos to the players, man. Yeah, I think, um, for me, one of the things that sticks out about Jalen Brown doing this um, and the others that we'll talk about with boycott is the age of these people. Um, I was once told and and done a lot of research that the change is not going to come from us that are, like, you know, above the age of, like, 25 and 30. The real change is going to come with those people that are in, like, high school and college around those ages because they're the the ones that are really going to push for the reform. And so you look at Jalen Brown, who was a certified star um, in the league and saying what he's saying um, and lets me know that this league is in really good hands moving forward. Him, Jamal Murray, um, and there's others we can mention. Um, But in regards to the boycott, um, I guess, yes, I was a little sad. And even my wife was like, wait, they're back playing basketball after these two days. Um, And so, like, I'd rather have had them sit out and really make more of a statement. But there's also... Still, the potential to two. You said the, like it's not the finals yet. Well, it's still the potential that they can sit out for the finals too, mm-hmm. uh, because they did state if there's something else and they didn't feel like their voices were heard, they will sit again. Um, and this just comes down to the the almighty greed. This is America. America is built on greed itself, and that greed comes to money and time. So when you take away that money and that time away from people. There's nothing more that they can do. Um, and so the NBA used their voice as best as they could. And I look forward to um, the results and actions. Having a place where all people can vote, especially that big of a place, is like when you think about New mm-hmm. Orleans, who just went through and is still going through a hurricane right now. So for them to be able to open up polls in New Orleans is huge. Um, and other places as well across the country for us Blacks to vote, that was really what the pressure was because. Uh, y'all know what what Trump's been doing and, and shutting some stuff down. So hmm. yeah. I, I'll get off my soapbox right now because I got more a little bit later. So let me let me let me let me say just um, on the basis of just the whole bubble entirety. Um, me and Chucky probably can attest to it too. Is that why why go back? You know what I'm saying? Like if y'all want y'all voices to be heard, you know y'all know me since the beginning. I was against the bubble from the jump. You know what I'm saying? And it's simply because you want to show Black Lives Matter. Don't put the money back into the people pocket. You know what I'm saying? You 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 had a prime example, A, at the beginning of the bubble to not go back. And then B, now that there's a 
you know, another shooting going on. Now it's like, okay, we need to pause for a minute and then we're going to start back. So let's say tomorrow there's another shooting because there's a high chance of that being in America. It's a high chance that before the playoffs are even done, we're going to be saying another hashtag name. So do y'all think at that point that the bubble was all for nothing or do you still see the NBA as being a platform to say Black Lives Matter? You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. to what you said, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you can go. No, I think the bubble being it, the bubble being the platform that it is. I think again, if something like this happened, we've already talked about it. If something, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to say that like they're, they'll stop again, but they're continuing to be in this platform of the NBA bubble because right now it's the most thing watched. So you have LeBron, you have Doc Rivers going on post game interviews and saying what they're saying about. Jacob Blake, I mean, let's I mean, let's just say that they stopped the bubble. Do they have that platform when they go home to to mention Jacob Blake? Do they have that platform to talk about that when uh when other I, I believe are- I, I believe they do. I believe they do. I don't because I don't think so because social, I mean social media is, is a is social media is a beast in itself. And a lot of players can take to that social media. A lot of players can actually do more outside of the bubble. Let's say that they were to go protest, you know, somewhere all together, silent protest, NBA players. That's doing a lot more than just talking to media reporters in a bubble. Y'all can't do nothing but talk. I'm getting tired of the talking is where I am. But the but, thing about that is they're not going to be together if they leave the bubble. They're not going yeah, to Yeah, they're going to go to their individual – I mean, they're going to go to their individual perspective, but it's what's stopping them from coming together is what I'm saying. What's stopping the Memphis Grizzlies is saying outside, we don't have to be called the Memphis Grizzlies for Job, Brandon, and, and Josh to all get together and be like, we're going to protest, you know what I'm saying, have a silent protest at the FedEx one. What's stopping them from doing that? What's stopping them from, you know, making sure that going downtown individually, making sure people register to vote? Nothing stopping that. What's, what's stopping that? Is, is what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I respect our rivers and everything that people have been saying, but at this point, it's just talking. I mean, I don't think it's just necessarily just talking. I mean, if you go back to what was even, I mean, what the Milwaukee Bucks did, like when they set out, they called the, the governor of Milwaukee. They had a conversation with them. I don't think that's something that necessarily would have been done if they went back home. We could possibly say that, but we at least have proof that that's something that they did. That's more than just talking. That's, in my opinion, that's making action. That's, something that, to my knowledge, other players had done before up until the, the bubble happened. So I think now that we know that, I think that's that goes to show you that they're not just talking with some of this. I mean, you go back to what everything that LeBron James did, he's not just talking. Other players there aren't just talking. They're actually putting into action with some of the stuff that they're doing. Yeah, what I'm saying is it, it, it'll be a lot better if they were outside the bubble doing it. So – if I, I've been doing like this dollar sign thing. Um, and for those that don't know, so the dollar sign thing I'm saying is because why can't you, they do it on Twitter? They can't, they can do it on Twitter and they've been doing it on Twitter, but guess what? Twitter is free. Um, but when you stop and you stop a whole game where they've paid millions of dollars, I don't know, uh, they've invested a lot of money into this time slot to have for two and a half, three hours basketball is to be played. When basketball was not played during that time, TNT, ESPN were like, oh, what do we do? Struggling. Struggling. Right? They were they were twirling their thumbs. So I think this is still a, a place for them to go. The issue that I have to um and because I side with you, the issue that I have is what will constitute the players to boycott again? And to that point, 
Lord, I can again. I'm gonna get off my soapbox, but there's been other things that could have stopped the bubble again from happening. Um, even during those two to three days where it was almost a, a reset, a, a rebuild, so to speak, uh, during that time. So there are. It's all about money. To me, it's all about money. So when they're united to the point that fellas are made and they're together in that bubble, that means money. When they are gone. Nobody cares because nobody's spending any money because all the tweets that come to your phone, free. All of them. So that's all about money. All right. And I think to even bounce back from off of that, I mean, what the, what LeBron James or what Dame Lillard or what Jalen Brown can put on Twitter isn't going to reach nearly as many people as it, it as it would if they literally did or if they said anything like in a post-game interview. Because post-game interview, I mean, think about how many people are watching the playoffs versus how many people are going to see a tweet. That, that's how I look at it. I think that, that's why I feel like the NBA, the bubble and its platform is, I think it's what the players are doing. I think it's a brilliant idea. And I think if they continue to do and say things as things happen, I think it's going to reach a lot of people. Because at least at this point, we're talking about it versus yeah. if they're home and they don't go back and do what you suggested to, then, then heck, then ain't nobody talking about it or doing anything. But to Tube's point, and I kind of see where he's coming from, is it's more so of leverage. Like when... This uh, when Milwaukee decided to decide to do what they did uh, this past week, like at that point in time, like the players basically had all the leverage at this mm-hmm. point, and they really could have expanded on that had they just left the bubble and decided. Yeah, here's the thing. Let me uh, sorry to cut you off just for a second. They had all the leverage before the bubble started. They lost most of it to continue to plan. They had a little bit left when the when the, when the boycott happened. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, to your point, you guys should say, well, it's better to do it on um, on the platform of national television as opposed to social media. But if there's no basketball being played, of course, ESPN TNT has got to talk about something. So if LeBron James was, was not playing right now, he was out in the middle of the protest in L.A., don't you think that would be top news all across uh, the nation? Even if he just did it and just took a picture and tweet and tweeted it, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's gonna make national headlines regardless if he's playing or not. So I see two point, but I also see the reason of staying to play because that same, I guess, ferocity as far as um, this, you know, the, the same ferocity is putting everything out there may not be the same because everybody may not be out in the front lines like LeBron has done or have Dane has done, but. I see both sides of it. My last point on it, since the bubble started, we've been asking for justice for the arrest of the killers for Breonna Taylor, and we're still waiting. So, yeah. Of course. Well, uh, like I said, that was important for us to talk about. And we talked about on our other podcast, Let's Be Real. But I feel like it was important to bring to this platform as well, seeing as we are all five, we're black. So, I mean, it, did, it directly affects us. I asked you, got pulled over by a cop the other day, and the fear did come to my mind, literally. As he opened up the door, and was like, oh, Lord. But, hey, let's go get into some playoff talk, Trevor. All right. On more of a positive thing, of course, the NBA playoffs is uh, well underway. Um, at the time we're recording this, uh, Boston has just um, – Convincingly, I might add, uh, went up 1-0 in their second round series against uh, the defending champion Toronto Raptors, and I uh, believe gave them them hands. <laughs> Don't you be light on that? They gave them them hands. Um, and then I believe Game Six between the Clippers and the Mavericks are about to kick off. 
Um, apparently, stocks is up in in, in in brooms because there's been a lot of sweeps <laughs> and gentlemen sweeps uh, throughout the playoffs. Uh, just yesterday, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks closed out the Magic in a gentleman sweep of 4-1 after Orlando stole game one. Uh, the Lakers last night closed oh, out wow. <laughs> Closed out the Trailblazers in in convincing mm-hmm. fashion. Uh, we've had the Miami Heat sweep the Indiana Pacers convincingly as well. Um, Did they? As well as the aforementioned <laughs> Boston Celtics, who uh, swept who swept the Philadelphia 76ers, who just had Joel Embiid and nobody else. It seemed like no, uh, no, <laughs> no. You know they had Tony there. <laughs> and then, of course, probably the uh, two most entertaining series net right now, uh, the Rockets and OKC. Uh, Rockets just went up 3-2 last night uh, after they just exploded in that third quarter. And then um, Denver and Utah, who neither one of them can stop a nosebleed right now, uh, especially the way Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray have been playing. Uh, that game is 3-2 Utah as well. So uh, just real quickly, just your thoughts overall on the playoffs? Who's been surprising to you guys? Who's been disappointing? Floor is yours. Um, I want to say, I don't want to say a particular team has been surprising, but what I want to highlight is the overall good talent that we've seen, the, the good scoring that we've seen. So we've seen the likes of, of course, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, uh, Jason Tatum, but we've also seen LeBron and Ky- and and, and Lynn. Like just the, the the good basketball that we've seen, even with a month, what was it a four month like layoff? I think is really good. Again, it goes it shows a testament to like how really good these basketball players are. To be off for four months, let's just say hypothetically we were doing something for quite a bit of time in all of our lives, and we literally didn't do it for four months. What would we be? as good as these players are that's doing like that's playing basketball they're they're playing really good basketball and that's a lot of it's bad defense i will say that um but it's been a really it's been a lot of really good basketball and then just again i like the the, the young talent that we've seen just kind of grow up in front of us has been really good um so that's been that's one thing that i've kind of noticed um one thing that i'm really that i'm kind of like eh, i kind of feel like it's about to happen is i feel like the Denver Nuggets are about to come back and win this series. I really, really Uh-oh, do. Don't say it. Don't <laughs> I'm say it. Don't say it. I'm trying not to say it. Of course, Denver was extremely disappointing uh, to be down with 3-1 at one point. And so, of course, they 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 won the most recent game to – to take to take it to three two, but now that Gary Harris is coming back, and now that they're they're kind of getting their roster and everybody's kind of gelling back, and of course they that they not had the three day layoff, uh, well maybe I think four days for them. I kind of feel like the Denver Nuggets are going to come back, and that's also mm-hmm. kind of be just kind of wishful thinking because I'd rather see the Denver Nuggets play the Clippers because I feel like the Clippers is go, of course going to take the series versus the Magic. I'd rather see the Clippers and the Nuggets versus the Clippers and the Jazz. I'll, if you won't go there, I'll, I will. If hey, there you the, go. If Denver wins tonight, they'll win this series. There you go. Out there at that motion. Ooh, Ooh okay. <laughs> Out there at that motion. If Denver wins tonight, they will win this series. I, 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 I'm booking that. But they got to win tonight, though. I mean, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Can't be going 50 again to Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I mean, they, 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 they didn't feel one. Yeah, exactly. They, 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 exactly. they can't give them a 50 points. They can't do it twice, yeah. So at least give yeah. them 45 and, and hope they win. And hope Jamal Murray no. 
get get you forty. So exactly. Remember when this episode come out, the game will already have been played, so we'll know the result already. <laughs> I like I like I like I like to give a shout out to believe it or not, the Los Angeles Lakers. I know I did a lot of trolling this series. Mm-hmm. It was just for the fun of it, really. But there's always a method to my madness guy. Like if you look at game two, that LeBron lose game one, he I don't think he's ever lost a game two. So okay. that was part of my, that was part of one of my troll. Part two of my troll is it was just for the fun of it. I didn't right, think it was going to be a gentleman sweep, but you know the way that the that the Lakers and specifically LeBron and AD locked in, I, I got to give it to them. So they pretty much, I guess three two. Who y'all think gonna win the Rockets in OKC series? If I said the Rockets in seven. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with the Lakers. Rockets in six. Six. And after even I think even regardless, like the Lakers might even gentlemen sweep whoever goes to the next round. So essentially, they got another cakewalk to the West Conference Finals. I'm sorry, LeBron has a cakewalk. (laughs) Another Finals. Disrespectful. I mean, it is what it is. It's true. (laughs) <laughs> but I think things is going no pun intended going to really start heating up in the Eastern Conference with the Heat <laughs> like I've been ready for this series I was telling uh, Sharky I've been ready for this series for like for a minute because I think if the Bucks lose they do have to go back to the drawing board and see where they are as a franchise you know especially with Giannis being a free agent next summer you know what I'm saying I didn't expect a blowout in you know Toronto's game but you know it is what it is game two next I'd be concerned right now if I'm Milwaukee. I'm just gonna be real. I agree with you. I will be. Concerned. I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. As a person who's cheering for the Heat and Jimmy Butler fan, and everything, the referees. I've seen referees have a hand in a lot of games and series these uh, since the bubble has started. Yes, specific series. I think they go have a hand in it. I, here's the, here's the thing, but it's only so much that the refs can do, especially like talent wise, because we all acknowledge that Giannis is playing by himself, especially with mid and you know bless. So and the Heat are coming. If he goes, yeah, they got line, everywhere. If you go to free throw line third time, stop by rhythm. Uh-huh. That, that's true too. Giannis ain't been shooting it well from the free throw line. Y'all be happy, Giannis. Y'all be all right. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> but outside of that, the referees don't. I'm a bad sheet. The referees don't interfere. Yeah, I think Heat. I get a Heat in six. Um, Toronto don't play well in game one ever. So we'll see what happens in game two with them and Celtics. <laughs> yeah, they just had a. They was due for a bad game because that first round series against Brooklyn was. Yeah. They were due for a bad game, so. They'll be back in game two. That's going to be a good series, too, because, like, man, could we see a Lakers and Celtics finals? It's still very possible. It is possible. I think the the team that Jason Tatum is is doing what he wants to do in this bubble. Um, And uh, Doris Burke hit on it, I think, right before halftime. And his game is – Evolve to where he's going to the cup and he doesn't care who's down there anymore. Um, he's going to go to the free throw line and things like that. Um, so I'm really loving uh, what he's been doing. Um, and I actually was hoping that uh, to the point of uh, what, what do you call him? Top 10 Lowry? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let him to sit out. Um, interesting stat about when he sits out. Um, out of the 12 games he didn't play for the Raptors this season, they're 10 and 2. Um Ooh. So he should have probably sat out game one. That is a stat. Um, I see. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because top 10 Larry has 17, 6, and 8, but continue. Right. But no, 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 no. Did, no, no, no. Did you just hear that? Did you just hear that? Two without yeah. him, though. That is a stat, sir. Hold on, without him, that's 10 and 2. Hey, hey. Yes. Last year, they oh, had a winning record. 
they had a winning record with Kawhi said that last year too. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Be honest. Good. I mean, we're not going to make the case that they're the team without Jonathan Larry. So it's about and, and it's his it. points came while they were down by twenty the entire game. So, anyways, <laughs> um, to the point, I, I if the Celtics don't sweep them or gentlemen sweep them, I don't see this really going past six games, and we can move on from that topic. In the West, um, the Lakers. I heard what you were saying last week, Skyler, about like the Lakers. Like besides, you're you're. You're scared for them, and when you look at worry was work. Worry, sorry. Mm-hmm. And when your team scores about 120, 130 points, and only two players are really giving you double-digit points, I um, mean, out of you know nine, that does draw some conclusions. But you have two of the top five players in the world, um, and so I think you'll be okay. Uh, Clippers, they'll probably going to take care of this tonight. Now this Jazz in in uh, Nuggets situation. Gary Harris can come on back, sit in the chair, do what he got to do. But I still – I think being down 3-1, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. Three times. It's three – I mean – No, no, no. It's 3-2 right now. Right, but it was – Yeah, we get what you're saying. Right, so it was 3-1. So they have to beat them three games in a row. Yeah, I get you. I got you. I I don't believe that at a neutral site even that they're going to be able to do a three game. So, yeah, they might win game six, yep. But I don't see it going past game seven. First to one twenty wins. I mean, one thirty. First to one thirty five wins. I mean, can't go past game seven anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tuka, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have your back on this one. I don't believe Kyle Lowry's top ten at all. Very uh, top twenty. Right. Um, <laughs> but plus minus when this game, Kyle Lowry's only minus five. The rest of the starting five though, minus eighteen, Marcus minus twenty one for OG, mm. minus. 20 from Pascal and mm. minus 28 from Fred Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. Eastro. Eastro. I think at one point in the third, like it was like only a few people in double digits for the Raptors and it wasn't in their starting five. Yeah. They, had, they had double digit misses. That's what they had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they really struggled. But um, before we move on, man, Luca, I mean, we talked about it on Let's Be Real and we didn't get to record starting five last week, but. Luka Doncic, uh, postseason. Um, the Grizzlies, we got to be in the same division with this man for years time. to come. Yeah, career. Uh, as I said there, Marcus Morris just hit, did a hard foul on him. We look forward to seeing Luka, John Luka matchups for the next 10 years or so. I know, four times a year for the next 10 years. It's nice. <laughs> I hope we learn how to stop him. Yeah, yeah, ain't no stopping yeah. him. Yeah, ain't no stopping him, dog. You can only contain him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or foul him. <laughs> foul him hard yeah. like Marcus Morris just did. Like Marcus Morris, yeah. Well, yeah. You, have y'all dissected that part yet about Marcus Morris and the Luca foul? Y'all, a, y'all see that? He's a dirty player, bro. But yeah, he, he is. What are you talking about? But do y'all recall? So from the game, that happened after Tim Hardaway did the foul on PG. Man, yeah. and that wasn't to me. I mean, that was a foul, but that, he was he was going for the ball, <laughs> and he hit the ball. Right. And hit the ball. I, I'm, I'm with. I don't think mm, whatever the foul was, Tim Hardaway to PG. But that next play, right after that, was Marcus Morris, and then the shoe going away. The from shoe. The- the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> putting it out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and get to some Grizzlies talk. Hey, this is hey. Grizzlies talk. Hey. This is the first time we've here. 
All right, we're off the grid a little bit, but you know, I mean, it's off season time, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we didn't get to record last week, so since then we had to draft lottery, and we finally paid our dips off. Finally got rid of that first round pick to Boston, which is number fourteen. Shout out to the lottery balls for allowing this to happen. We finally got rid of this Jeff Green cloud that was holding holding it. Not just Jeff Green. Not just Jeff Green. Who, was was it? It? Who else was in there? Trey. Ah, uh, yeah, him too. <laughs> we say Jeff Green because he was the one. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's Trey. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the one we're watching with Houston Rockets over here launching three after three after three right now, too. But he's uh, actually balling for them. Exactly. Believe it or not. As long as he was doing it here. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, like I said, hey, we're finally done. What? what Wait, I know y'all happen. Wait, wait. <laughs> it's literally, it's literally to your point, Sharky. We are done. Debts are paid. Our credit karma score is about to jump up. Our experience, like I, I'm just so happy. I'm, I'm just <laughs> glad that it's done. We don't have to speak on it anymore. That's all I care about. Boston have the pick. Good luck. I'm pretty sure it turned out to for the Boston. I'm pretty sure it turned out a well pick for them. I want to say good, like good. Boston half on with Christian Jatua. I think I really think they're gonna use it. Um, yeah, I, it's a huge weight. I'm just happy it's over. Uh, it just shows uh, the times where Memphis is is actually just a blessing in disguise. Well, a blessing period uh, to what lies ahead for the Grizz. I mean, we. Address what we do today, run it back, and then address our needs in 2021 free agent class. So, hey, sky's the limit. It just feels so good to just be able to move forward. Hey, Amen. Especially Amen. just having this whole weight lifted off of your shoulder. Y'all know how it feels when you've been waiting for something for so long. <laughs> it, it, yeah, that's how it feels, brother. That's how it feels. So, so long, Chris Wallace. Hello, fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, Tiger Woods. I, I, caught, I caught the Chappelle Show reference. <laughs> I caught the Chappelle Show reference too. So, hey. um, and I think one thing that um, I think this does is helps us just develop the talent that we have with us already. Um, we had a great draft last year. We're getting Brandon Clark and John Morant. Um, and so being able to develop them. And I mean, Triple J is still, he's 21, maybe be 22. Um, and just a young team. So thankful that we actually don't have the picks. So we'll have another big head maybe in the lineup. And let's just get our continuity and our chemistry together and then get ready for this upcoming year because I think we still battle for a top 10 place in the West. Um, and then that will thus also also hopefully force the hand um, of David Stern and others to say, hey, let's go to 16 teams um, out of the East and West moving forward. Um, and so I'm, I'm just looking forward to actually yeah. us just having the chance, Coach Jenkins have the chance to just develop the town that we have that is young, that went to the bubble and did what they could and got some type of, it's kind of like the bubble really came like quote unquote playoff experience anyway. Um, and then we could just, you know, like we all say, run it back and see what we got. But Somebody's coming to Memphis, by the way. I don't know who, but this somebody next. is coming. Like this free agency or next free agency? No, next free agency. Next free agency. Yeah, it won't be this year. Uh, whatever this little break is that we'll have, it'll be that following. <laughs> so. There are no free agents. There's no, no money. Like, <laughs> free agents we can go after that. Can just and we have no money. Yeah. 
But all right, uh, we'll talk more on that next episode about second round prospects. I think we have peak number. Oh, I ain't got it from right now. It's four and four forty. Forty. We have forty as well as. Thank you, I think that's just it. I think it's just, it's 40. just 40. Yeah, just that one pick. Yep. So we were talking to, we'll do our deep dive. I know this year with college basketball, it was that trash to me that I didn't really, normally I'm a college football fanatic, but this year was kind of, mm-hmm. normally I have no second round prospects. This year I don't. There was there. no one that just like stuck out. Yeah. So like everybody was kind of like the same. We have to do some real deep dive research. So, so we get yeah. to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, we'll talk more about just all the whole lottery system. I mean, not lottery system, but the, everyone. You know, so Tim Woods got the number one pick, and we just go to the whole lottery and what we think, what players should go to what team, should get drafted, wanted. Oh, did. But we'll end off with a new segment that Toot just named right for the episode called Trash Talk. So for our list be real podcast, we call it Your Board, Skyler. Used to always say all the time, you see something on Twitter, and you'd be like, "Oh, they bored. I'm not even. I'm not even going to acknowledge their tweet or you know even argue with that person. Mm-hmm. They're obviously yeah. bored. So we're gonna turn to trash talk for this one. And to what he explained to us, it's trash. The talk that they talking about is trash, pretty much. It belongs in the trash. So I have two, and of course, it's Grizzlies related. So last week, Paul George was struggling mm-hmm. mightily bad. He finally had a good oh, game. I remember that. <laughs> Grizz, oh, God. Serious question. Grizz lead. Who would you rather have at this moment? Dylan Brooks or Paul George? Look here. Look here. <laughs> I'm not and look at it. I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking bad about Dylan Brooks right now. Paul George. <laughs> Who's definitely a probably he's he got a more argument argument being top ten player in the Cal Did he so, really <laughs> bro, stay over there, bro? <laughs> did he start his did he start his tweet literally by saying serious question? Did he yes. literally start the tweet by saying serious question? <sighs> yeah. He should be reported. Yes, he, he, really he should be reported. reported. Don't no. don't say serious question. I'm, then I'm say some stuff. Reporting you, no, no. I'm reporting that tweet as spam. Like I'm trying to get. And I'm reporting anybody in your family that has a tw- anybody in your family that has a Twitter account. All y'all been reported. Yes. Like, uh, I'm trying to get you off of Twitter. If that's a serious question, like, you need to re- you need to report everyone, almost everyone, on comments. I specifically screenshot one of the comments. Do episode, which is I ain't about to go to his Twitter name. Dylan has potential to be elite and maybe even better than Paul George. PG's play this year reminds me of that part in Space Town where the kid is like, You ain't Charles Barkley, you just some dude who looks like him. Hold up. (laughs) I know we call him my career, but is this my career for real? (laughs) Somebody think Dylan Brooks on the elite. Uh, you not even This year three for Dylan. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say technically year two. This year two was he was hurt, but no, nah, he ain't Paul George, man. It's just a- come <laughs> on, man. The only way I see that happening is a leading two K made a Dylan Brooks build. 
That's the only way I see that happen. You know like, what? I'm a. That's gonna be one of my bills. I'm a troll and make a Dylan Brooks. A two way shot, Dylan Brooks. Let me ask y'all this right now. Right now, at this current moment, I, I don't care how bad Paul George was struggling at the time. If you get that struggling Paul George and Dylan Brooks right now, who you taking? Struggling Paul George. Struggling Paul George. Okay. <laughs> I ain't no question. I'll take rookie year Paul George before I take Dylan Brooks. <laughs> give me three fourths and me broken leg, Paul. Give me, give me recovery. Give me bro. no oh, shoulders, bro. Paul George. Paul <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Hey, look, Grizz Nation. I ain't trying to talk bad about Dylan Brooks. He he showed me something at the end, and I want, like we are. <laughs> yeah, I want to bring. I want to just bring squad back, but don't don't ever do some stuff like that. Chill out, chill out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell I mean, you, you Paul George's twin brother George Paul. I'll take Curious Dylan George Brooks. before I take Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, I'd ask for Charles. Oh man. oh man, that's hilarious! Uh, hey, does Paul Pierce count? <laughs> <laughs> he the truth. He the best player ever. Oh, okay. Now we can get a vote. <laughs> we can vote. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. about that time. We gonna wrap this thing up. Respect right. Paul Pierce. Okay, I got one more. Got one more for you. Bill Street Bears tweeted this out the other day. If Memphis decides to trade Triple J <laughs> over injury concerns, what would you rather see them get? Current player. Minnesota's number one or a future first round pick? A new GM. All on. <laughs> <laughs> right. A new GM. That's what I would take. Forget all those three. A new GM at that point. Say we if we trade Triple J, we better get all three. Uh, yeah. I was like, a new GM if we trade. Who, who, who this person think we are? The Knicks? <laughs> oh, I, we need, we need all, all three on this rotel. Pronto. Shout out to Zach Lyman because he, yeah, he's done this. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie <laughs> looks upset. <laughs> I'm not here to talk about Rochelle. <laughs> I'm here to talk about Rochelle. I'm going to meet myself. Watch that be a part of the package deal. You get the number one pick. You get all it. You got to play the Rochelle. You just get, you get like a right in the supply deal. of it. Just like in this big box. <laughs> you gotta <trust> the chips. <laughs> I'm done. All right, man. Cut us off, man. Come on, Cam. All right, man. Let me. All right, remember, y'all can follow us at the Started Five, number five, M E M. Follow me at the one D A underscore O N E. Peace. Oh, shoot, I missed it up. Right, you can follow me at, <laughs> at the one D A O N E underscore P Sharp. All right, man. I'm the shooting guard. Just I mean, I'm on Twitter at, at underscore Scalito. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> oh man, I'm at the auto Trevor. Of course, the first letter of each word is capitalized except of because it's a preposition. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's really cheaty. Just still commanding my fourteen to fifteen million a season. Yes, uh, Tab Shakir, make sure Jesus. y'all follow me on, you know, on Twitter and everything, bro. Inside or outside of paint, the center hold it down with a bowler hotel. 
Okay, no, mm. rotate. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah.